welcome to today's episode of Family Fandom Talk, FFT, the show where we invite families, guardians, and, and a kid to talk about the latest fan stuff. My name is Emily, and this is my dad, Michael. Thank you, Emily. Um, and as usual, we're going to go over the rules here for our conversation. Uh, it's going to be... It's a family-friendly show, so there's no cursing. Um, shouldn't be a problem today. Uh, parents and kids both need to be fans, so the idea is that it's it's a family conversation. So we want to have representatives of a family, of both of the parents and of the kids, and we want both to be as into the conversation, um, at least be interested in the stuff we're talking about. Uh, the kids, the big, the only big rule is that the kids just need to be old enough to be able to kind of sit around for about 45 minutes to be able to hold a conversation, to be able to have the subject. So probably not like smaller kids, but to me you know i'd say anything from like 8 to 80 you know if we if we ever got a kid who's 80 and their parents who you know is 100 sure that's great yeah um and then the big one number four is all opinions are valid for a conversation to be good i don't want this to be like a lot of the internet where you know people cut each other off or tell people they're wrong you know or express an opinion and get spoken down that should never happen here um if someone says something that's like a fact you can correct the fact but you should never be telling someone that their opinion or their feelings about something is wrong. Everything is all good. And so what are we talking about? What's the conversation? What's fandom? So fandom is the stuff that people are into. Um, you know, we haven't gotten into too much so far, you know, but it can include books. It can include music, um, definitely comics. So far, it's mostly been movies and TV. But hopefully as we get more people in the conversation, we get additional families involved and you know, we start moving into some other stuff as well. You know, we're in episode five and I think we're doing pretty good so far, you know, mostly on movies and TV. So since we are talking about new movies and TV shows, um, the big thing is that uh, we will be doing spoilers. Um, you know, we're going to talk about new stuff that happened, you know, this week. Um, if a new movie comes out, if it's come out in the theater, if it's debuted on a streaming service, it's, if it's been released, you know, officially, we will consider it fair game to talk about. You know, if you haven't watched it, that's okay. You might want to, you know, uh, wait. If you're watching the live stream, maybe wait until we're available, record it afterwards and pause it and come back. Um, we love it, you know, if you watch us live, but I totally understand if you haven't seen everything that we're going to be talking about to watch it in, in a uh, recording later. Also, we're available as a podcast. Uh, so let's see. Um, I think we'll go ahead and get started, and uh, let's move on to the fandom news. Fandom news! Okay. Our first news item this week is uh, we've been talking about some of the casting that they've been announcing about the Shazam movie that's planned to come out next summer. Um, it's uh, Shazam Fury of the Gods, and we've been announcing a lot of the casting on that because they're, they're actually starting to shoot the movie, I think, probably pretty soon here, definitely during the summer. And uh, we announced a couple weeks ago, uh, Helen Mirren, uh, Dame Helen Mirren, had been announced as one of the villains of the movie. Um, they've announced a second villain, uh, Lucy Liu, uh, actress, is now going to be playing a villain called Calypso. I believe these are new characters, both the Helen Mirren char character and the Lucy Liu character. They're supposed to be the the daughters of one of the gods, uh, Atlas, um, who's one of the one of the names that makes up Shazam. Um, my guess is because, you know, 
most of the Greek gods, uh, when there's when they mention sisters, there's usually three. So my guess is that you know we've 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 heard two of the announcements so far for two sisters who are going to be the villains. My guess is in the next couple days, probably we can announce we can expect a third announcement of some you know fairly well-known actor actress um, being announced as the third sister. This is purely a guess on my part um, because these are, they're supposed to be original characters, not directly from the comics that they, that they're doing for the movie. But my guess is, you know, now let's see who they, who they pick as the third sister. What do you think, Emily? I know you really like the first movie and especially like the family aspect of it. Yeah. I really like that. All of them were um, basically Shazam. Mm-hmm. Um, and that they all work together to defeat the villain of the movie. Yeah, I'm wondering if they're going to get names. It's the, you know him and his whole foster family of kids who all become Shazam characters. In, in the comics, they were the Marvel family because his name was Captain Marvel, and then his sister was Mary Marvel, and then the 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 brother was uh well it wasn't a brother, but I mean it was it was the the third member was, was uh Captain Marvel Junior, and then there were other kind of Marvels in there. So and actually now now that I think about it. They're all based on newer characters from the comics when they did a new redo of Shazam a couple of years ago and introduced the Foster family and the other kids. So I'm wondering if what they called them in the comics. I may have to look that up because, you know, uh, in the first movie, they didn't get a chance to have anything to call each other. But the fact that we can't call him Captain Marvel, that's no longer the name anymore because Marvel firmly has that name for their character, Captain Marvel. It's no longer going to be the Marvel family. It's probably the Shazam family. So I'm, I'm curious what they're going to call each other. <laughs> Yeah, because I think a hard aspect about um, the movie was that he couldn't say the name Shazam without turning yeah. into Shazam. Yeah, that at least was one of the easy things about it being, you know, the character's name being Captain Marvel is that, you know, he could say Captain Marvel. People could call him Captain Marvel. He wasn't saying Shazam now that the character is called Shazam. How do, what does he even say to call himself, you know, because he can't say call me Shazam. So I'll, savior I'll be, of the world. <laughs> right. I'll be I'll be curious to see, you know, how they deal with that in the next movie. OK, um, do you want to move ahead on to the next item? Yeah. Um, J.J. Um, Abrams. J.J. <laughs> Abrams. Abrams is producing a Star Trek movie that has not been na- named yet, but has a semi-date. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. happening in June um, 2023. Correct. Yeah. Paramount announced a whole bunch of shuffling of movies. A big thing was like they moved like the Top Gun movie. They moved a bunch of their movies that were planned. A lot of the studios have been doing this because they're all trying to figure out when to release their really, really big movies that they've been holding on to and not releasing them in the theaters until enough of the theaters open up after COVID and after restrictions to be able to really make their money. Um, so Paramount this week announced a whole bunch of reshuffling and the big surprise when they announced you know, where their movies were all going to be released in the next couple of years is they scheduled a Star Trek movie to come out in June of 2023 produced by JJ Abrams, who either produced or directed the last four Star Trek movies, all the ones with the new kind of rebooted cast where it was all, you know, the characters from the original Star Trek series now played by all new younger actors. Um, we don't know yet 
if this next fifth movie by J.J. Abrams is going to include that same cast or if it's going to be an all-new cast, we have no idea. They haven't announced anything other than a date and that he's producing it. <laughs> um, he's also been kind of bouncing back and forth because while he directed several of the Star Trek movies and then produced several of them, he also was bouncing over to Disney and directed uh, episodes seven and nine of the Star Wars movies. <laughs> Uh, I was leaving that for you to jump on through there. <laughs> I, I know My you've seen. Bad. Oh, that's okay. I know you've seen some of the Star Trek movies. You, you know, your your Star Trek reference at this point is Discovery. I mean, that's definitely like your Star Trek at this point. <laughs> Although we did watch a uh, episode of Next Generation this morning. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. So I mean, we're just curious to see at this point. Just the fact that it showed up on the schedule was a big surprise to everyone. That no, you know, there'd been several talks over the last couple years since the last J.J. Abrams produced Star Trek movie, what the next Star Trek movie was going to be. Several different creators had been announced as working on Star Trek movies, and none of them have happened so far. They've all kind of gone away, and those creators have all moved on to other things. So at this point, we don't know what the plans for a next Star Trek movie would might be. So yeah. Okay, next story, moving on to a CW show um, that we do watch, uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, it actually has not started for the season yet. I believe the first episode of the upcoming sixth season is going to be the first week of May. Um, the CW has already announced that they've, that they've uh, renewed all of their superhero shows. All of their DC superhero shows have all been renewed for another season for next year, even with the crazy schedules of everything kind of delayed because of COVID and shows being on, shows being off, shows starting really, really late. I mean, it's May, and they're just now starting You know, this year of uh, Legends of Tomorrow. Now, Legends of Tomorrow is usually a half-season show. It only lasts 13 episodes to begin with, um, and they've already... I believe they're they're close to finishing, or I believe they're in the process of finishing filming the last episode of the sixth season. But all of a sudden, a whole bunch of Twitter posts uh, showed up, or tweets showed up from the actor uh, who plays Mick Rory, Dominic Purcell, um, or Heatwave is how he was originally. The comic book character was named Heatwave, but they've really barely ever used that name for him in the CW. They've really just always called him Mick. Um, but he's been part of the Legends of Tomorrow since the beginning. He was a villain uh, from Flash, almost from, I believe, from the first season. So he's been involved in the CW for a long time. And all of a sudden this week, um, he started put, putting a whole bunch of Twitter posts out, basically saying that he was not coming back, that that his, his appearances in the sixth season was going to be the end for him doing this show. So we're going to have to see how that played out. I, the, the, it seemed like there was a bunch of conflicting messages. Like he came out with one message and then afterwards he came out with another message that kind of changed what he was saying and saying he might appear a couple of times. Um, so at this point, I'd say it's it's a little bit up in the air for whether this actor is going to be around in the seventh season or not. But we know there is going to be a seventh season of Legends of Tomorrow. I just hope the sixth season is actually good. So. I know we've enjoyed it. I mean, you know, Legends of Tomorrow is really the the wacky fun show of the CW. It's really the, it was designed as as the show that pulls characters from all the other CW shows, which are more serious for the most part in tone. And then Legends of the Tomorrow is the one where just anything can happen because they can go to any period in time. They can go to different dimensions. They just did a whole season, I believe, that was all about fighting demons and magic and stuff like that so every season kind of has a different theme for kind of what they're going up against whether it's different time periods different dimensions 
magical creatures. Um, so with, with, with Legends of Tomorrow, all bets are off. Who knows what the whole next season is going to be? Who's yeah. your favorite uh, legend? Um, My favorite legend? Well, I don't know the names of them. But That's okay. It's been a while since it's it's been well over a year since since we've had that CW show. Yeah, um, my favorite is, I believe she is actually the captain of the ship. Mm hmm. Yep. yep. White Canary or um, uh, Laura. Sarah. Sarah Lance. Yep. Sarah Lance. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing is they haven't used, I mean, a lot of the code names and stuff on there that much. Depends on the character. But, yeah, I mean, I believe she originally – because she originally was the original Black Canary on on Arrow as that character. And then that character passed away and then came back and was kind of reborn. And when she was reborn, there were already – her sister had taken over becoming Black Canary. And I think since then there's been several Black Canaries on the show. And she became the White Canary when she – kind of switched over to Legends of Tomorrow and then eventually became the captain of the ship and, and essentially the lead character of the show. Yeah. So she's your favorite? Mm-hmm. What do you like about her? I like that um, she doesn't give up and I don't really remember that much about her. <laughs> That's okay, but I notice a pattern there. Is that your your favorite characters are women who who don't give up, women who are resilient and kind of keep the fight going. Thank you. <laughs> I mean, I like the fact I that she's. I don't know taking... if that was a compliment. It was. <laughs> okay. It was that you that your your role model your 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 fictional character role models are are women who who don't give up who are resilient. I like that she's in charge. That she you know is is the captain of the ship, is the leader. You know she had to really earn the role and grow into the role and really have everyone on the ship accept her as the leader. Um, so I like that about her. Um, um, yeah, go ahead. I think all the people that I really like don't give up. <laughs> Because my two real-life idols, to me, they do not give up. Okay. <laughs> Who are your real-life idols? Uh, Emma Watson and Rosa Parks. Okay. <laughs> those are good Those are good idols, yep. Yeah. Emma Watson, because I know you've been very into the uh, Harry Potter books recently. And also... And also... Well, and also, she was Belle and Beauty and the Beast. That's right. Belle and Beauty and the Beast, yep. So that's a good one. Okay, uh, we're actually going to go to a comic story, which we don't do that much. Uh, we did one last week. Um, but uh, the Marvel Comics, they've been doing a se- – well, they haven't done it yet. They've been making announcements about a comic book that's going to come out this summer. It's a mini series that's going to be called The United States of Captain America. And the idea of the, of the comic is that each issue is going to focus on a different regional character somewhere in the country that's not New York, not L.A., not – uh, any, any of the major cities that have been featured in Marvel Comics before, they're kind of going to smaller cities around the country and showcasing original characters who are getting created, who are regular people, you know, non-special powered people, uh, but just regular everyday, you know, American people across the country in small towns who have been inspired by Captain America and by that inspiration, you know, come up with their own Captain America themed 
uh, costume and and way of of basically protecting their own neighborhoods, protecting their own cities. And um, they announced the first one a couple months ago. That's going to be in an issue in June. Um, and and uh, and that character had some uh, special stuff there. And now this character is an African American girl. Obviously, um, her the character's name is Nichelle Wright. And um, I don't know much about it, uh, you know, other than the story and the pictures that have come out. But it'll, it'll be an issue that comes out in July, and uh, she will be becoming the Captain America for Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, so that's actually interesting. That it's just you know, small town America, you know, where just a regular person gets inspired by Captain America and decides to just do some good in their own hometown. Well, how do you like that idea? I think that it's pretty cool that they're folk that um well that they're looking at other people besides superheroes in marvel comics mm-hmm. and seeing how their life is and how they were inspired by in this example captain america mm-hmm. yeah. and how mm-hmm. they want to protect their city yeah i think it's pretty cool i'm, I'm excited i mean we don't we haven't really read a lot of current comics, but this is one that's that I'm definitely interested in. <laughs> and then if we didn't have anything more to say about that, um, did you want to announce the next story? Yeah. Um, the the stepsisters from Cinderella, Cinderella are getting their own movie that is produced – Mm-hmm. And written. Produced and written by Kristen Wiig from last, probably last scene in Wonder Woman 1984 and Annie Mumolo. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure. I've never actually heard her name. A- Annie Mumolo, Mumolo. Um, yeah, so they're, they're partners who have worked on several movies together. They're both actresses. Obviously, Kristen Wiig is a big-name actress. She's been on Saturday Night Live. Obviously, she was Cheetah on the last Wonder Woman movie, but she's done a, a ton of really big movies. She's a huge comedy star for the most part. Um, and and Krista, or Annie Momolo, I guess, is an actress as well, hasn't been in stuff as big, but they also are a writing partner and producing partner who the one big, big, big movie they did was called Bridesmaids, which was an R-rated movie that is definitely not family friendly, but it was a huge successful movie that was all you know, it was all female stars, female cast, um, female writers and producers and everything, and was hugely successful. Um, so Disney has hired the two of them to write and produce a movie about Cinderella's stepsisters. Um, do you remember? I know you remember one of their names. Do you remember both of their names? Drizella and Anastasia. Okay, cool. <laughs> so it's it's going to be kind of in the similar style or similar idea of the Corella movie coming out and the um, the uh, why can I never remember her name? Maleficent. The, uh, the Maleficent movies, where it's it's kind of taking the bad guy character or you know a, a, an evil character or or, or you know uh, Disney villain. villain, yeah, Disney villain, and telling their story from their point of view and making a movie about them. So so that's kind of the idea here. Um, there's no timetable about when it's going to come out, whether it'll be a Disney Plus movie, whether it be a, a theatrical feature film. It's way too early to tell, but it's definitely something different. I know you've seen, like, I think you've watched animated films that focused on the two of them. Well, I've watched one. I think there's actually two that 
that focused on Anastasia. Mm -hmm. And we learned more about Drizella in Descendants um, when she had her daughter Dizzy. But we still don't know much about both of them. <laughs> I believe that Anastasia got married and we saw that Drizella had a kid. So... Already have families? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think this will probably, none of that will count in terms of the story to this. I'm sure they're probably going to take their own original story. Probably the only thing that they're going to feel, you know, any allegiance to or, or anything to kind of treat as, as, you know, what would be part of the story would be the original animated film and possibly the live action film from a couple of years ago. You know, that, that probably would be the, the official sources for the story here. I mean, anything else that's happened in cartoons, they wouldn't necessarily use that. But, yeah, it'll be, it'll be an original story, kind of like Maleficent, you know, where Maleficent still did tie into the, uh, you know, into the Sleeping Beauty story there. You know, and then obviously Corella is, is tying into the 101 Dalmatian films that have come before. But, um, but it'll probably be primarily an original thing. <laughs> okay. So <laughs> that's... If we're done with that, that's it for our news today. So on to... Are you waiting for me? <laughs> yes, I am waiting for you. Our it. next segment where we do reviews and commentary on stuff, which is called The Talk Time. Talk Time! <laughs> and we're back from that. Okay, so um, we did watch a lot of stuff this week. We watched uh, a lot of CW shows. We watched a lot of Disney Plus shows. But uh, the thing we, we almost always are going to be starting with right now, at least for another two weeks, is The Falcon and Winter Soldier. Is uh, yeah, the big show, big big MCU live action series right now on Disney Plus that we're talking about every week. This was a huge episode. This was uh, the longest episode by far uh, so far. It was one hour long. It covered a bunch of different stories. It it didn't have, I mean, nearly as much crazy action. It had like one action scene at the beginning, but the rest, it, it was not as much action as some of the other episodes. But it really was the episode that they needed to move the story forward, to really kind of take all the pieces of the story that we've had so far and bring them all together in the fifth episode and then launch us into our big season finale, you know, possibly series finale next week um, with episode six. Uh, so what, what, what would you think about this one? Do you want to kind of talk a little bit about the story and what you remember on it? Well, I was going to say that that I could say that we got rid of two people in the story, but we only got rid of one for now. Okay. The other one is doing something big that hap I believe what ha what is happening is what happened in the comics, as you told me. Okay. Well, what would talk about? I mean, instead of just being general about it, I mean, what were you talking about? The first thing, the person who who we got rid of. Um, Baron Zemo. Yeah, yeah, he got we taken got away. We got rid of him for now. For now, yeah, we don't know. He may or may not appear He's in the in next prison. episode. Yeah, he he had a confrontation with Bucky. Bucky just to kind of 
show him who's boss and show him that he could shoot him, you know, held a gun to his head and, and, and pulled the trigger, but then dropped the bullets from his hand and, and showed that, you know, I could kill you if I wanted to, but I'm not going to, you know, he is the better man. Um, I liked the look on Zemo's face. I mean, it's the second time we've seen that Zemo was fully ready to die for the things that he's done. I mean, he, he did not flinch. I mean, he was ready for Bucky to shoot him and, and be okay with that decision on, on Bucky's part. Um, and in, in the very end of the movie, he first appeared in, in, in Winter Soldier, you know, at the very end, he had actually tried to take his own life, and then Black Panther wouldn't let him. Um, but then, yeah, Bucky, you know, uh, has him and gives him over to the Dora Milaje to take to Wakanda. So, so uh, he will he will finally face justice from the Wakandans for uh, for assassinating their king. <laughs> Yeah, which which was definitely the right thing for Bucky to do, and uh, yeah, because I, I I thought it was crazy last week that you know they had him and the Dora Milaje show up, and you know uh, Bucky and Sam start fighting the Dora Milaje, um, you know, which, which then allows Zemo to escape. You know, it's like really <laughs> you let Zemo escape like that. So yeah, so so yeah, so so for now, we were, Zemo. Go ahead. Last week we were both scre- we were both screaming. Somebody watch him! Somebody yeah. get him! <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, he like ducks into the bathroom and sneaks he's a, down. <laughs> he's ex- he's escaping. Yep. <laughs> of course, they yeah. can't hear us because they filmed this a while ago. Yes. <laughs> yeah, screaming but at the TV. We can always help. We can I was gonna say, scre- yeah, I, I don't. I'm not aware yet of screaming at the TV actually changing the outcome of the show, but yeah. Can't hurt you. Do it a lot. I do do it a lot. Yes, it is not an unusual it thing. It does get annoying. Okay, good to know. I will try to keep it down. <laughs> it's still not as bad as when I watch football. <laughs> yes. Uh, so, so you were talking about the other thing was someone do does something exciting that you know may follow what happens in the comics. Yeah. Um, Sam, I need help again. I need your. I need help again. That's okay. You're talking. Are you talking about Sam training? You no, know, going not through Sam. A... Not Sam. That's later. Oh, oh, who are you talking about? Um, I'm talking about last scene. I forgot his name. Oh, you're talking about John Walker. Yes, yeah, the, the post credit sequence. Yes, for for anyone who watched the show, if you haven't been trained by now, it's been 13 years since the first Marvel movie. If you haven't been trained by now. Always sit through the entire credits, please. You know, we do it. I mean, even though, you know, even if it's an episode of a show of the Marvel shows and we don't know that there's a credit scene, we still at least fast forward through the credits. We don't switch off from the show. We at least fast forward through the credits all the way to the end, just in case. In this case, they did the same thing that WandaVision did, which is they didn't do a post-credit sequence until like the last or the first to last episode. Uh, that's when they, they they did a post credit scene there, and then in the final episode they did two post credit scenes. So next week, watch all the way through. For anyone who watched Falcon and the Winter Soldier this week, if you did not stay through the credits, there was a mid credit sequence that showed John Walker uh, starting to build his own shield. He took his Medal of Honor and he and he incorporated his Medal of Honor into a shield that he's building, presumably to become what we know of in the comics. He becomes the character U.S. Agent. Um, so probably a new costume, obviously a new shield. Um, we don't know how he's going to 
how that ties into the new character, the big cameo. This time, at least, they followed through on the on the big cameo. Uh, you know, with Wandavision towards the end, you know, there was the there was the uh, conversation that uh, Paul Bettany had said that a big big actor who he always wanted to work with appears in the final episode, and the actor who he always wanted to work with was himself. It was Paul Bettany with Paul mm-hmm. Bettany. So it was kind of a yeah. fake out there, and everyone was kind of wary about that when there was a, then when there was talk this week that there was going to be a really big name cameo. Um, and then and the big name cameo did actually happen. It was the actress Julia Louis Dreyfus, who famous famous television actress, won multiple Emmy awards. Um, first, excuse me, first for the series Seinfeld, and then for the series Veep in the last ten years, she's won Best Actress at, at the Emmys multiple times. She appeared as Contessa Valentina Allegra De Fontaine. Yes, yeah, we, got, we both Fontaine. got it right. Allegra De Fontaine. Yes, uh, we just watched a YouTube video on her. You know, if you if you don't know about that character, you know, go watch a YouTube video that says who is who is you know Contessa Valentina Allegra De Fontaine, big uh, character from the comics. Um, in the comics, she actually was uh, worked with Nick Fury at Shield for decades. Um, was his girlfriend on and off kind of girlfriend for many many times. Doesn't seem like that's the role she's going to play here. We don't know. I mean, she obviously represents some organization. She didn't tell us what organization, how they're going to play in later. I don't know. Is this going to not even factor into next week? Is it going to factor into two Marvel shows from now? You know, who knows how this is all going to tie together, you know? But yeah, she came in guns blazing, you know, making a big appearance, you know, as this new character, you don't know who she is walking in, uh, using all of her humor and everything, you know, talking to John Walker and his wife and who knows where that's going to lead us. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know I'm doing the yeah thing again. And that's okay. Every time it, I, well, I do. Yeah. Just hoping for more of your, of your input. Um, what did you think of the, uh, of Sam's training montage with the shield? I thought it was pretty interesting. That's the first of the Marvel shows that has had a a training montage, but it was only the second, so that makes sense. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it wouldn't it wouldn't have necessarily made sense in Wandavision. It definitely makes sense here. Yeah. Um, I can definitely see there being training montages, probably several of them in Hawkeye, because it's going to be Hawkeye training a new Hawkeye. There's also other newer, younger characters. I can I can see a lot of training sequences coming in Hawkeye. Yeah, a lot of training montages. Yeah, Loki probably not so much. <laughs> yeah. He's not a training person. No, he's not a training person. He's not. He's not. He's not a put in the work kind of person. But yeah, I mean, I, I really he does not. He does not do physical work. <laughs> True. <laughs> yep. <laughs> that is definitely not his thing. Uh, but I liked Sam's training montage. I liked that Isaiah Bradley's story, which we finally got, and we knew we would. I mean, as soon as I saw that the episode was entitled Truth, for people who don't know, the 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 miniseries that Isaiah Bradley, the character was introduced in, was called Truth uh, Red, White, and Black. Um, that was the secret history of Isaiah Bradley and the other black or African-American uh, men who had been subjected to the super soldier serum in an attempt to recreate Captain America. And it told Isaiah Bradley's story over several decades. Um, and that was the comic book that introduced the character. So as soon as I saw the episode was entitled truth, like I know, you know, I think when he first was introduced in episode two, you would ask me, you know, does he, do you think he's even going to come back? I'm like, I really hope so. Cause we didn't really get his story. We just got this, the barest, hint of what happened to him and so now in episode five we finally got that full story and i thought that that was great and the actor is um, so good 
I may be correcting a fact here. Please do. Um. Now I sort of forgot the fact I'm correcting. Oh, um. Here's what I found. <laughs> that, that was my would watch. Be phone. <laughs> uh, that's a watch. <laughs> that was my watch. Um, Siri started asking me stuff. Um. Isaiah Bradley and the other um, people were, uh, they were tested before Captain America, I believe, because they they had created the serum, but they needed someone to test it on first to make sure it was safe. I think I might have told you that, and I think when I told you that I was wrong, because now... That we've now that we've watched, like we watched an Isaiah Bradley video today that re went over the comic because it's been 15 years at least since I read the comic. That I think I had gotten that wrong. It was, it was, it, I mean, it had made sense either way that they were testing it on the African American men to, to try it first before they gave it to, to Steve Rogers. I think I had gotten that from someone else and had heard it wrong. It was that they were trying to recreate the serum. And in trying to recreate the serum, that's when they tested it on other men, on African American men, as, a, as an ah. attempt to recreate Steve Rogers. So you got you got that incorrectly from me, and I've since corrected myself. <laughs> yeah, you you corrected your facts. Yes, I corrected my own facts on that, and thank you for pointing it out because it's all good stuff for us to t- talk to our audience about. So yeah, so yeah. the idea was you know that they were trying to recreate the serum, so so they did testing on a bunch of African American men, and they talked about it in the show when Isaiah told his story and the fact that he was the only one who survived, he was the only one that it worked on, and then they spent decades te- you know experimenting on him cruelly to try to see why he was the only one that it worked on. Um, all a very sad story, but but the fact that it was used as a way to kind of propel Sam forward that you would think that Isaiah's words and telling him, you know, that, that, you know, a black man should never want to be Captain America. It really, you know, I think inspired him to say, you know, yes, they did this to him and it was wrong, you know, and, and the way black people have been treated has historically been wrong and continues to be wrong. So that why should a black man want to be Captain America? But that's exactly why he wants to be Captain America is I think he wants to turn that around and say, you know, what's the point of all the suffering and all the things he went through if we don't try to make it better, if he doesn't try to make it better and try to become the African-American Captain America that, you know, Isaiah should have been given the opportunity to be. And the fact that Steve gave him the shield and, and chose him, it's now taken him this whole time and, and has been the growth of the show for him to realize Steve chose right. And, 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 you know, for him to accept the legacy and to say he should be, Captain America. Um, you oh, you almost quoted you almost quoted Sam. Did I? <laughs> well, yeah. Good words <laughs> from the writer there. Yeah. So I mean, all the training and and I found it interesting that I mean we don't know what's in the case. We can imagine what's in the case um, that that Bucky got as a favor from the Wakandans. Although I found that was interesting after right after Iowa says to him don't come back to Wakanda for a while. You know, you're basically not welcome after not having just given them Zemo right up front. Um, the, he then asked for a favor. I don't know under what basis he was able to ask her for a favor at that point. I don't know why, you know, there's no reason for her to do a favor other than story, you know, other, other than plot. I mean, that's the only reason is because they needed to have a way to get Sam, you know, what's in the case, which we can assume is a new outfit and hopefully, you know, his Captain America outfit. Um, I do find it interesting that 
throughout the first 12 years of Marvel movies, uh, well, 11 years, I guess, of Marvel movies, the the way to get any technology for anyone was almost always Tony Stark. That you know, that's and if anyone got new technology, it was always because of Tony Stark. And now that Tony Stark's not around, that's not going to happen as easily. It's not just all of a sudden Stark tech is going to show up and and you know give someone you know an enhanced suit or anything like that. That the new version of Stark tech is now Wakanda. Yeah, that it, that it, that, you know, that anytime new technology or any new stuff's going to show up, Wakanda is a really easy answer to make that happen. You know, so that's the thing. There was really no reason for to want to do a favor for Bucky at that point, other than it gives us a reason in the story to for Sam to get a new suit, you know. Go ahead. Um, I, see, I see the finger up. <laughs> specifically Shuri. Yes. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, Most obviously... Yeah, that's, I, I would say, I mean, there's probably other scientists, probably not everything is important enough for Shuri to be the one to work on it, so you would think she's probably not the only big brain in Wakanda. I think there's probably a whole team of people in Wakanda who have advanced scientific skills, you know, it's not just Shuri, but yeah, I mean, that's, you know, for something as big as a new suit for Sam, you would hope maybe it comes from Shuri, so. Because, <laughs> yeah, she was, and, she was definitely one of our favorite characters from Black Panther. And Shuri means um, secret weapons, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> There's always stuff, well, the stuff that Sherry makes always had has extra packed stuff. True. Yes. Yeah. So that's, I mean, I'm curious to see, you know, what we're going to come up with next week in the comics. When Sam became Captain America, it was a combination. His outfit was a combination of Falcon outfit because it still had wings with Captain America colors and the shield. Um, we'll see what happens, you know, next week. I'm re- you know, that really was a serious cliffhanger, you know, actually double cliffhangers of, of what someone's going to look like next week is, you know, Sam about to open the case and let's find out, you know, obviously he's going to you know, have to head to New York to, to save the conference there that, that uh, the bad guys are about to take over. And then we see John Walker starting to build his shield. So, you know, we may be seeing the debuts of the new Captain America and U.S. agent next week. So hopefully. Yeah. I think next week's going to be big. I hope it's at least the same length, you know, because they really did pack a lot of story into an hour because they had multiple lines of story. They had Kari's story. They had Bucky's story. They had Sam's story. They had John Walker's story. You know, they it combined Bucky's story with Zemo's story. They had a lot of different threads there and Sharon showing up and Sharon being the one to hire Batrock or to get Batrock out of prison. So is Sharon good? Is Sharon bad? We don't know. Stay tuned for next week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely excited. Yep. So next week, final episode. Yeah. Okay. And then like a month to the next, um, series. That's true. Yep. Then then a month for for Marvel because yeah because now that Black Widow is not appearing in May, we're not getting any Marvel at all. The next Marvel is going to be in June with Loki, and then Black Widow now in July. Um, so really, next month is really going to be in terms of Disney Plus and kind of sci-fi fantasy kind of stuff. It's really going to be Star Wars. It's going to be the Bad Batch. So I'd imagine. Oh, I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I would imagine for the Again. month of June, our premiere, the first thing we review is probably going to be the Bad Batch, if we're into it. I mean, we'll try it in the first episode and see. I mean, we liked Clone Wars. We've liked some of those shows, but I mean, it's not like our favorite, favorite thing, but let's see. I mean, I'm really hoping that we're going to get excited by the Bad Batch, and we really like it, and hopefully we'll review that for the month of June. Yeah. So moving on to a CW show. You mean May. You mean, my, you mean oh, May. 
very correct. You yes, got I, confused. I did get confused. I meant May. <laughs> so, okay. So moving on to Supergirl, we're keeping that poster that you like so much. <laughs> um, so with Supergirl, um, this week, a lot of stuff was happening. Um, a lot of it was, you know, with Supergirl in the Phantom Zone, we had the Phantoms, which was a new thing from the Phantom Zone. But we also introduced a new cast member. Um, we introduced Peter Sargent as Ms. Nixley, a, you know, a fifth dimensional magical imp, just like Mr. Mixiez Pitalik. So she's now the new newest representative of the fifth dimension. Um, I liked how the way they kind of, Kara kind of trusted her, Kara kind of trusted her, was when she figured out, you know, from what she was saying, that she was possibly a fifth dimensional imp. And then she mentioned knowing Mr. Mixius Pitalik, and then, you know, Miss Nixley knew about, knew him, knew his nickname, and, and could refer to him. So, so that, I think, is what kind of saw, you know, what kind of ma made Kara think, you know, she could possibly trust her. I just still don't know that we can trust her. Is she going to be a good guy? Is she going she to be a bad guy? We don't fully know. Uh, for people you know who haven't seen it, I mean that's uh, Kara at the moment is stuck in the Phantom Zone, and um, she's trapped. And her father got stolen, and the person who kind of rescued her was this new character. And I believe this character is now a new regular character throughout the rest of this season. So so she's not going away. So she is definitely going to be uh, you know a factor for the rest of the season here. What did you think about this one? Um, I I really like. Um, Miss Nixley. Nixley, I guess. Um, I I really like her because of her powers. Mm -hmm. And yeah, she, I think it's cool magic. how like magic. her power is more like how she does her magic is snapping, and mm -hmm. how you can like see the magic coming off of the snap. So it was a great effect. Yeah. <laughs> What'd you think about the special? Yeah, good special effects on that one. <laughs> Better than just on Flash, where every time someone uses super speed, they they do an air air cannon and someone's hair blows. Is <laughs> how they show him always arriving and departing. <laughs> so a little bit That's better special effects here. <laughs> What did you think about the rest of the story? I mean, the rest of the story was is still primarily well. Actually, it it had been about them trying to get Kara out, but this time, they, you know, they really couldn't focus on that because at the end of the last episode, in their trying to get Kara out of the Phantom Zone, they allowed these new things, Phantoms, uh, to come out of the Phantom Zone. They were able to beat what they thought was all of them back into the Phantom Zone, but one escaped and then hit itself in the body of of. You know, one of the new characters, and um, so now we know that there's this new thing that you know, there's phantoms loose, you know, on Earth, and they can actually possess people. And if they scratch them, that person becomes a phantom too. Yeah, they were pretty scary, I thought. <laughs> and there was, they could only really save one of them, unless they find another way. <laughs> yep. There's always another way. Um, what did you think about all the interpersonal stories? Because that's that was the big thing to me. Is I thought like this whole episode seemed to be every single, like almost every other scene was two characters talking about one character having a crisis of confidence or not feeling, you know, comfortable with who they are or or you know, feeling like they've they've lost and they don't have any confidence anymore. And then another character convincing them. I mean, we it happened at least four or five times during the episode. Um, what did you think about that? <laughs> about all those speeches between two characters? I thought it was 
interesting that that they weren't all meeting at the same time. Like they each had their own problems that were very similar. Yeah, they were all having the similar problems. I mean, they're all they're all still reeling from Kara getting stuck in the Phantom Zone, and that's leaving them all kind of feeling without hope. Um, which I guess wasn't she the paragon of hope? Yes, from she was. Last year? Yeah, she was the paragon I of she hope. Was. So her her being gone now, all of our friends have lost their hope, and you know each character had to have someone else convince them back to get their hope back. I mean, you know, uh, yeah, I mean. Yeah, from one from one scene to the next. You know, were, were there any two pairings that that you thought were like the best, or which characters did you did you feel like you know had the best kind of conversation that way? Um, I can't think of her name. Right now. <laughs> which one? Describe. Uh, um, sister. Alex, Alex and yep. her girlfriend. Her girlfriend. Yep. yep. Alex and her girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, they both trying, had. They trying to think of her names. Talks. I know she's. I know she's supposed to be Jimmy James Olsen's sister. I can't remember now, but but yes. But go ahead. Do you you like the conversation between the two of them? It was Alex. Uh, you know, tell, basically. Alex feeling sad. Yeah. Yeah. Well, initially it was Alex feeling sad, but then it was. I think it was the girlfriend feeling sad correspondingly. I think they each had to yeah. cheer each other up. <laughs> they had two. And then John and McGon. Yes, yeah, it was John and McGon. It and was John and Alex. There, and then there, there was also Brainy and, um, and Lena. Lena. Yep. <laughs> yeah, because Brainy was ready to kill Luthor. I mean, they made a big point of you know several episodes now that his his big thing has been to want to kill Luthor or to kill Lex. And then Lena actually had to talk him down. Like he he was building Lena up to wanting to kill him too. And then Lena had to be the one. You know, our former. You know, potential villain had to be the one to stop and say, "Look, you know, no, I don't want him dead. I don't want to kill him. If I do that, then I'm going to be the worst version of myself." Yeah, like she was before Crisis. Yep. <laughs> when Lex brought himself back. Um. Let's see. Uh, there's a. Did you have anything else, kind of, about this week? Um. I mean, it left with um, with with uh. Kara and Ms. Nixley uh, having rescued her her father, and then then now that they've got her magic, having the possibility of escaping the Phantom Zone. Yeah, like the very last scene was the was um, Nixley's snap, and then you see the magic, and then the end logo. Yeah, that's our cliffhanger. Was they left that and then went straight to the Supergirl logo. So, so you're looking forward to next week. Yeah. I, really I think like we're pretty. I think I think we're pretty close to the end of this run of episodes. I think, I think this week's episode may be the last one before uh, Superman and Lois comes back. Okay. Yeah, because I think Superman and Lois are coming back the first week in May. Um. So so we'll see. You know, if, if we're same week. Same week that Legends of Tomorrow. I think so. Yeah. Comes. Yeah, I think it's Alex. all. Yeah, I think it's I all. I hope it's not another Tuesday show. 
<laughs> well, I think Flash isn't going anywhere. So I think I think the idea is Flash stays on Tuesday and it just stays paired with the Super Show, whether it's Supergirl or Superman and Lois. So I think it's still Flash and them. Um, my okay. guess is they might put it on on Mondays maybe with Black Lightning because Black Lightning really just started back up again. So my guess is they might they might pair because I don't think it's going to Sundays with Batwoman. So my guess is they're probably – I'll have to look on the schedule, but my guess is that uh, – They're it, pairing it, them? I, my guess is it's going to be Black Lightning paired with Legends of Tomorrow on Mondays. And maybe they probably will have a bunch of them, like six of them going on at the same time. But Well, yeah, because Supergirl will be going away. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, Sorry I interrupted. It's okay. I was going to say that uh, if Stargirl comes... Before one of them stops, then Batwoman would be paired with Stargirl, probably. Possibly, because I don't think Batgirls or Stargirl, I don't think they've announced a start date of it yet. I know it's supposed to be over the summer. So I guess it depends on like how long these shows have, if they did full 22-episode seasons, or are they doing shorter seasons. I think it's entirely possible they might be doing shorter seasons because of COVID and then start, try to start the new season in the fall on a regular schedule. So I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to look in future weeks, like, you know, hope, but before our future episode, let's, you know, we'll go through that and kind of look at the starting dates for that and try to figure out, you know, when, when the current seasons are going to run through. And a lot of it is that they still haven't announced it because, you know, they still have problems. I mean, like we've talked about with other shows where, you know, while they're filming, if there's a COVID case on the set, they shut down for like two weeks. So that, that delays filming. So, you know, my guess is that they're probably going to do shorter seasons this year so that they can start the next season at the regular time in the fall and try to get a normal set of seasons next year. But we'll have to see. I hope it's not all at the same time. Cause that's two <laughs> shows. Well, and once they all, finish their season then we'll have nothing there's to nothing. watch there's nothing yeah well during the summer i know there's going to be star girl they're keeping that as a summer show and then uh legends of tomorrow at least for the last couple of seasons has always been a mid-season show so because it's only 13 episodes they've almost always waited and not had legends in the fall and and started legends of the fall um joke that only parents will get uh have legends uh, not in the fall but have legends you know pretty much almost always only starts in the spring in january so so you wouldn't have all of them back in the fall anyway yeah. and then yeah we'll, we'll have to see what happens with supergirl going away with um black lightning going away there's several pilots i mean there's the there's the powerpuff girls pilot so that might fit in there there's the naomi pilot so naomi and powerpuff girls or powerpuff forgot about those yeah so if those come on the cw next year that i'll have to say you know it's like we've got too so. many good shows yeah we've got too many good superhero or sci-fi fantasy related shows to watch i don't think that's too bad of a problem to have <laughs> okay did you yeah. want to talk about one more show or, or did you kind of feel done i kind of feel done okay <laughs> we're, was, we're almost to an hour we are but i was going to mention that we have been watching uh, another disney plus show that just premiered on friday um you know we, we, we can just barely mention it just say that uh, the show big shot um premiered i mean we've been continuing to watch the mighty ducks and we do like that show but this new show just premiered with john stamos um on friday that's about a college uh basketball coach who gets in trouble and then uh, the only job that he can get is coaching for a private girl's school um it's like an elite 
school. So it's like all, you know, athletes who have the potential to go to college and, and be basketball stars and stuff. And, and it's him having to come in and figure out how to work with them. So we did watch it. I think we both liked it. We don't have to do a full review on it or anything, but just kind of mention that, that, you know, we're still watching Mighty Ducks. We're still watching Big Shots. Big and, shot. uh, Big Shot. You're right. Thank you for correcting me. I corrected um, a fact. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I, I can imagine I'm probably going to keep making that mistake because I think it's too easy to say big shots instead of big shot. But, um, but okay. So that's, I think this was a great conversation. I, I, I liked that we tried to narrow down the number of reviews. I felt like it was kind of feeling a little bit stretched out by trying to review too many things, having too many news stories. So we tried to do something a little bit different this week and really kind of keep down the number. And we also rewatched the shows prior to the show. So it was more fresh in your mind and my mind to be able to review them. I really like how that worked out. I thought this was a, a kind of a, a better show than we've done uh, some of them in the past. I mean, out of five, I think we're doing pretty good so far, but um, thank you everyone. Uh, we look forward to seeing you again next week when we uh, talked about all new stuff and um, you know, look for us wherever you can uh, do podcasts and we're available everywhere online uh, and then uh, Emily do you want to take us out? Sure. Subscribe and leave a like. Thank you. See you all next week. <laughs>